0: This is Shifting Our Schools Episode 110, Flipping Your Classroom with guest Taylor Newman.
1: The flipped classroom is our students will go and listen to our videos and do the lesson on their own. Uh, then we come back and we have more one-on-one time with them in the classroom. Uh, that was our original plan. Now it's become, becoming more of a blended classroom where my students will listen to me teach the video. So yes, mm. they're in the room while we do it. But um, I am giving one-on-one feedback to each of those
0: students. Listen up, educators. Are you looking to take your classroom to the next level? The technological shift in education is happening right now. If you're looking to integrate technology into your classroom, you're in the right place. Welcome to Shifting Our Schools with your host, Jeff Utick. Well, welcome back to another episode of Shifting Our Schools. Thank you for tuning in this week. A great episode full of technology as your guest flips her classroom with her students. You'll hear about Edpuzzle, Screencast-o-matic, and GimKit, just to list a few. You can find the full list of technology mentioned in this podcast in the show notes to this episode over at SOSpodcast.org, episode 110. There's only three weeks left to enter to win the Flipgrid pop-up tent for your classroom. This thing is pretty cool. Cool. You can see it for yourself over on our Flipgrid. I put a video there for you. you. Just go to SOSpodcast.org and click on Flipgrid up in the menu bar and you'll find a video from me talking about this cool tent or download the Flipgrid app and enter the code SOSpodcast and record there. Let us know what you think of this episode and answer this week's question. Every time you leave a Flipgrid response, you are entered to win that Flipgrid pop-up tent. This week's question, what is your go-to technology tool that if it went away, you would probably actually cry? For me, I think that would be right now, Screencastify. I love that app. I use it all the time. Sometimes teachers after a training will email me, hey, what did you say about this, or how do I get back into that? And I just make them a Screencastify real quick, and uh, attach that to an email, and they they're just like, thank you so much, and it's so easy. So that is the one that, if Screencastify ever goes away, I will probably actually cry. I want to hear from you. What is your app or your technology tool that you would you would actually cry if it actually went away? You can head over to Flipgrid and tell us what tool you would cry over if it went away, and enter to win that Flip grid pop-up tent. All you have to do again is go to sospodcast.org and click at Flipgrid at the top or download the Flipgrid app and enter the code SOS Podcast. Either way, that'll take you there. And I want to know what is your tool, technology tool, that if you if it went away, you would probably actually cry. Well, this week, Chris Butler and I chat with Taylor Newman, a middle school teacher from Texas who is flipping her classroom using a whole host of tools, a great conversation on using technology to transform learning for students. It's a great one. And with that, on with the show. All right, welcome back to another episode of Shifting Our Schools. So excited to talk about flipped classroom today, Uh, have one of our first guests, on in quite a while i'm trying to remember if i've ever done a shifting our schools podcast i know chris since you've been around my co-host chris butler yeah. here today chris hi good to oh, see good you afternoon. again uh, oh, yeah. we're both kind of digging out from the snow we're glad yeah. that it's just we're, we're back to rain uh here in the pacific northwest
2: yeah
0: uh so so that's great um Chris, a day in the life of Chris Butler, the tech coach.
2: Day in the life of Chris Butler. I'm thinking I need some sort of intro. A day in the life of Chris Butler. Yeah. We're gonna
3: to have to come up right? with some something. jingle yeah. or something.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, today. So it was so first day back after three-day weekend, long weekend. Um, and then the week before that we had Snow Snow Apocalypse 2020 hit. Of right? Course. So had some snow days, had some uh late starts, that sort of thing. So um Today was a scheduled um, day at the high school. We scheduled out three days for Tech PD um, and the way, and we have a consultant come in who is, works with Apple, we're um, Apple um, district, we have iPads and that. So um, with the purchase of the iPads, we also got a consultant that comes and helps us do all that kind of thing. Um, so it was myself and, and Apple Sally is what we we call her. Her name is Sally. Nice. <laughs> um, and so we were at the high school today and the way we do the PD, we've tried several different models, but this is kind of a push-in model where um it's almost like the teachers we set up a calendar and the teachers sign up for um half a period of class were block schedules. So four four block schedules, four block periods a, a day. Um and they set up like the first half of first period for either us to come in and observe them teaching in class or them to come and talk to us during their plan period and just kind of give some feedback. Like, Hey, I noticed you were um, doing this. Here's a, an app or a tool or a structure that might help you um, to integrate the technology and to do this in a new sort of way. Um, so that was the first of the three days we have two more days in the district. Very cool. Um, so that's what we're doing today. That's kind of fun. And
0: it's probably a good way for Apple Sally to kind of see
2: where teachers are, where everybody's at, and it, it gives some yeah.
0: quick little, quick little stuff.
2: Yeah, so, yeah, and a lot of times it will. So the first time we did this, the the push in model that we do is it was kind of an idea that I, I don't want to say I came up with it myself because I'd never come up with anything ourselves. <laughs> we, you know that as educators, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but came up with this idea and we did it the first time about two months ago, month and a half ago, and got some really good feedback for it from the teachers that were involved. They're like, I really like this because they were able to get some instant feedback whether it was in the class or or just sitting down one-to-one with it with a coach and then it also led to like hey remember what we talked about can you come in and support me with that a little bit so it led to follow-ups with the coach coming in and working Mm -hmm. with them in their class so it's a really cool model really cool way to do it very cool i love that that's great
0: what a great time of year to do it too you know right after the new year people Mm -hmm. are kind of getting into it here at the end of january february right Uh, uh, second well i guess it depends on what Second semester, depending, should be starting right about now or next we week are, somewhere, we depending.
2: Are, yeah, we're wrapping up first semester right yeah, now. Yeah,
0: so, yeah, good time to do it with just, yeah. you know, that the idea that you got a new uh, new semester starting. So, yeah, very cool. Well, I am so excited to have our guest with us tonight. Uh, Taylor Newman is here all the way from Texas. Yeah. It's great. Probably don't have to worry about a lot of snow yet down there. Yeah?
1: No, no, I don't think we'll ever have to worry
0: about <laughs> <laughs> What was your temperature today? Just make us feel um, jealous?
1: Well, we were complaining about it and it was actually 33 at the school this morning when we walked in. And I didn't look at it. So it was, that was yeah. this dark.
3: So. Yeah.
0: So 33 for a low. Oh geez. Yeah. It's rough. <laughs> yeah.
1: It was awful. It, everybody. It was awful.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, Taylor, get us started. Kind of talk to us. How did you get into education? How did you end up becoming an eighth grade math
3: teacher?
1: Well, it started with, um, I will never teach junior high. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of I always said, I'm never going to teach junior high. Um, I actually went to school to study engineering
3: cool.
1: and I was going as a applied physics major out into the small town, um, small college of St. Angelo out in Angelo state university. If you have never seen where St. Angelo is, I like to look at a dark map of Texas. And that little glimmer of light out in West Texas, that's right where.
3: <laughs> <Nothing Okay. else. laughs> that's good. I like so, that.
1: Yeah. We we were out there. Um, it was a lot of fun. I got to see a bunch of stuff. Um, we actually took a tour where we went and put on physics shows around at schools. And we jumped from school to school. We were doing, I guess, like it, two to three shows a day wow. um, through West Texas and New Mexico. And um, I fell in love with it there. I was like, oh, I don't think I could ever just, you know, sit and try to think when I. <laughs> so I, I really fell in love with it there. And um, I ended up moving back to Dallas. And they have an awesome program where I went to college at UTD, um, University of Texas Dallas, uh, the UTEACH program. And they just, I was like whoa you can actually learn stuff this way so they kind of <laughs> teaching for me and I was just like oh yeah I'm totally in and i um, said i would never do junior high I got to see a little bit of elementary junior high high school and I was like no junior high is where it's at so
2: yeah,
1: cool. I went there yeah um,
0: I, I love junior high, that middle school, junior high age. And I find a lot of times, especially when we're talking about technology or trying something different, mm-hmm. they're not, it's not college credit or high school graduation credit yet. And you're out of the elementary. So the kids are kind of cool and nobody likes it. So parents are just trying to survive. Kids are just trying <laughs> to survive and you get to have a lot of fun. You yeah. know, that's what yeah. I, that's what I just always, I always think about when I think about middle school, junior high, it's just like, you know, it's like that perfect little, like, just, just, make sure the kids stay alive and <laughs> you are a godsend for putting up with them for eight hours a day. You know, that's that's kind of where we are. So. well
1: and I feel I feel bad for them. I try to make it to where they feel that they're putting up with me for eight yeah, hours. Yeah, right. A day. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> that's a
0: good way to do it. Yeah.
1: That's how I like wind up go end up on top is they're yeah. putting up for eight hours a day. And so that way they think they're have the upper end, like they get to go home.
3: Perfect.
0: Yeah, I like that. Talk a little bit about the technology you have in your classroom. Kind of what is your classroom set up right now in eighth grade math?
1: So our kids are one-to-one. They each have their own Chromebooks. Um, and I use um, Edpuzzle when I develop my lessons. Cool. So we have those, um, I actually, we have a tech program for our tech uh, program put on where we have, uh, we can earn badges. For different things that we use with technology in our classrooms. Okay. And I hurried up and I got me about 400 points pretty quickly wow. so that I can cash in my Edpuzzle subscription. <laughs> so,
0: nice. So, so talk, talk a little bit about that. That's interesting. So you, by going to tech trainings, you earn points by, so your district has some kind of badging system that you earn points by do, using different technology with students, or going to trainings, or all of the above, or
1: but all of it. Um, using uh, going to the training or doing the Ed Puzzle, I love the Ed Puzzle ones because I was like, that's where I fell in love with that puzzle because so I was like, whoa.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
1: um. So uh, we have Ed Puzzle. You can be face to face, and then it shows how you want to use it. That's one level. Then you have how you use it, how the students use it, and how you showed somebody else how to use it. So we That's kinda just cool. go through. Um, captain is the big one. They haven't got me my hat yet, but I'm waiting on my
3: captain. And <laughs> <laughs>
0: Can you talk a little bit about what Edpuzzle is for people who might not know what Edpuzzle is?
1: So Edpuzzle is a place where we can upload our videos and you can add in questions so throughout the video progresses. The students can't skip it, um, you can add comments, open ended questions and um, multiple choice questions and wonderful.
2: So it's yeah. a way to create an interactive video basically they it'll pause and they can answer questions and do that sort yes. of thing.
1: Yeah. Except for it pauses it on their own so they have to answer it Right. Which makes it very nice for right.
0: Yeah, and can't you even set it up that if the kid gets the question wrong it like makes them rewatch that section of the
1: video? Yes. So yes. like that
0: instant feedback loop, right? I love that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So I can see that being really powerful. Sorry, Taylor. Um, w- with um, the flip classroom, that's probably a big tool for a flip classroom, right? Which I'm sure you're going to talk about in a couple minutes, but
3: that's
1: oh.
2: the basis of it, right?
1: Yes. Well, and I've tried running through things several times, the whole point of this model is kind of going through and seeing what works for you yeah. and what work and failing so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. A puzzle has been a huge tool. So cool. it's, It's all about the delivery of the lesson.
0: Mm. Well, let's talk about that. How long have you been? How long have you been flipping your classroom?
1: So we started about I want to say mid September. Okay. Uh, We actually went and visited another school. I attempted to do it on my own or with my partner teacher. We attempted to do it like without seeing it done before. And that always goes very well, as everyone knows. Yeah. <laughs> so I have no basis. We were um, I was coding behind a Excel sheet, so it's kind of like a breakout classroom, a digital one. And I was using it to like self pace my students and okay. plug everything in online. Um, and it was not working out to my advantage. And luckily, we were able to then go visit a school um, down the road and. They kind of
2: help straighten some of those things out. Okay. So what? Um, what are some difficulties with flipped classroom? And and could you even for those of you the, for our listeners that maybe aren't exactly familiar with what a flipped classroom kind of the structure looks like? Um, I know some teachers there's there's blended there's flipped. Blended is kind of the little brother of flipped. I like to refer to it as right.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, and ours is it's. The, we came into it going that we wanted to have a flipped classroom. Mm-hmm. Well, Wi-Fi wasn't accessible for most of our students. So right. then more of a blended flipped type thing. Yeah. And it's kind of evolved into this um, more blendedness. Mm-hmm. Um, flipped, our students now have Wi-Fi at home where we have hotspots available for them. Cool. So students that don't have it actually get it. So we can do more flipped and they we do but it's still it's a big mess that we're kind of trying to work out right now currently but um a flipped classroom is our students will go and listen to our videos and do the lesson on their own uh then we come back and we have more one-on-one time with them in the classroom Uh, that was our original plan now it's become becoming more of a blended classroom where my students will listen to me teach the video. So yes, they're in the room while we do it, but um, I am giving one-on-one feedback to each of those students. So I kind of do that with that Ed Puzzle. I will go in and put questions in and I can see instantly what their answers are as they're going through it. And so we're not um, having to stop and everybody has to ask the same question or maybe someone just didn't catch one piece of it. And so. With a bunch of different levels in one classroom, it really makes it easy for those kids that got it. They just go. And those kids that need.
0: Cool. So let me think if I got this right. So you create, you create the video ahead of time. And what are you using to create videos?
1: I actually am what you're seeing me on right now. Uh, a 12 inch iPad Pro. Okay. So wrote, oh, it's massive. I wish But, um, I use it, but we also have, um, touchscreen Chromebooks that the school provided with us and we use screencast-o-matic with, um, just using PDF actually. So I'll download the notes that we create and onto a PDF and you can actually write on it with our touchscreen.
0: Very cool. So you do that and then you upload your video to Edpuzzle. Mm-hmm. You go in and put the questions or the stop points that you want to, you know, go so far into the lesson, have the kids stop going. To, how long are your videos? Like what, what on average, what do you think?
1: I try to make them no more than 12 minutes. Okay. So right. sometimes they're moving pretty quickly, but I don't want to spend more than 15 to 20 minutes in a yeah.
0: class.
1: Well, the and I think,
0: and I think that's the nice thing about video is you can actually move faster because kids can slow it down or speed it up or they can rewatch it <laughs> like you don't have to try and just go at a like you can go faster in video because kids have that control over pace and timing of of how they watch the video so you're uploading the video you go in you put in what you put in the where you want kids to pause or or do part of the question or answer a problem and and then so kids come into class so that's your prep work then kids come into class and they all watch the video in class with you. And for those of people that don't know, you're in Ed Puzzle. Then it's collecting all the data: how long it's taking kids to go through each section, whether or not they got a question right. And then you're using that data to say, "Oh, Jeff's really struggling with multiplying by two-digit numbers. I'm going to go grab him and do a mini lesson." Or how? How? What does? What's the next step after that?
1: Um. So actually, with with what how I've laid it out. Um, I have, where we have our lesson, our actual lesson where we do, then we have a guided practice, whether that's built into the lesson or not. Um, sometimes it's pulled out. Sometimes it's in the actual ed puzzle. Um, We have a independent practice and then, um, we have day, two day cycle. Lesson cycles is what I try to keep it at. And then the second day they're doing a spiral review and, uh, menu board options. So during that time is when I'm pulling for intervention. I should have had plenty of time to grade the independent work and then the guided practice if if that's needed. But the guided practice they do with me uh, regardless, and then that independent is what I can grade pull for any of those misconceptions during the Ed Puzzle itself. I'm trying to catch those misconceptions even before they hit the independent practice and correct those quickly. So I'm constantly refreshing my answers that come in through at yeah. like refresh 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 and so i've
2: run nice. around the classroom constantly so taylor how much time do you think this saves you how much time does it gain you back in class to be able to interact with the kids and pull kids and work with small groups and that sort of thing
1: well, me personally is sometimes when I'm um, direct teaching, um, as of last year, when I was direct teaching, I would spend more time on maybe giving a lesson than sometimes we break out into discussion. And it's not that that's a bad thing. It's just I need, I wanted more control over when those discussions needed to happen. And, mm. and um, that way I could monitor that time. Um, so I think I really saved, I want to say half the time, but I really couldn't wow. say um, just because instead of doing one whole lesson in one day, in one class period, I can do a lesson and that skill check in one class period and then run it through in pull intervention the next day. And, and
0: your class periods are 15 minutes, 55 minutes, hour, something like that? 48,
1: 50, 48, yeah. 48, yeah.
0: Wow, that's cool. Yeah. Um, do you, so right now it sounds like you have every pretty much every kid in the class is watching the same video, doing the same work. Do you envision in the future being able to say, okay, well, Chris is really good at math. He can be on the third video. Jeff's struggling. He's on video one and Taylor's on video two. And you can really start to personalize this. But do you see that as a future or, or what's that looking like for you?
1: So it was actually our past too as well. So it was supposed to be totally self-paced and blended learning. However, our struggling with that is the first time that it was just full, full rains. It was hard for us to figure out the grading. Um, how fast can you get it graded? How is that with our working with our grading policy for the district? Um, how are we doing with redos and remate, retakes and stuff like that? Um, so we really had to pull back the rains at mid-semester. Mm. And now we're doing a little more, this is for this day, this is for this day. Until we can get that structure rippled through, maybe for a year or two, and then
0: we should be Yeah. And I think the thing that I love is, you know, A, you started, right? You, you jumped in and you did it. And I, I love and we can jump into, because you're like, oh my gosh, we tried this. It really wasn't working. Then we went and watched somebody else do it. And we're like, ah, that was the piece we were missing. And even to that point, like I, you're already talking about, okay, what's this going to look like self-paced? But you don't have to go there the first year. You know, Uh get your structure down, figure out what works for you, take it a little bit slower. And here's the cool thing. The thing that I just love about video and Edpuzzle and just all of this that we have access to today is next year, all those videos are made for you. (laughs) You know, I mean, unless they're going to go change the textbook with different questions, those videos are made, you know, the concepts, even if they change the question, the concept that you're covering is pretty much going to stay the same in eighth grade. Right? And so you just you can make more videos. You're going to have all this extra time next year to make yeah. other videos, and and videos one, two, three, and four are all going to be made. So kids will be able to self pace. You know, I think that's when you start thinking of it. Uh, uh, you know, start looking at next year. It gets really, really fun.
1: Really easy. It's what it feels like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, put for... the work in
0: this
3: year.
1: Absolutely, and it is a lot of work. I mean, front running, you're you're front loading all your work, yeah. all yeah. fun. It's all gotta be done, ready to roll out when that launch day is. Um, I call them circuits and we do uh, little lessons in threes. So it's about a six day thing and then we do a quiz over everything. So um, we run a circuit and then we take a quiz, run another circuit, take a quiz. And um, a lot of our mini word options during that intervention time that I was talking about when I pulled, um, those are all spiral reviews. So we're constantly going back over everything, And so making sure that you have enough resources, like it's going to be so nice next year Mm -hmm. when I look at all the resources I've accumulated through trying to find things to put in there. So it's been really nice, um, especially with planning too. Mm -hmm.
2: So so Taylor, you said, so are you the only teacher doing this? Did you say you and your partner teacher are doing this together? Is it the whole school?
1: So what it started with my partner teacher and I, and then we moved to our math department. Okay. And I believe it's moved over to our science department a little wow. bit. Awesome. Yeah. Social studies is starting to look towards it, and so it's okay. been like movement throughout our school. Which just it's a beautiful movement to see. We're all hmm. using more, doing more, and the kids are—they're loving.
2: Okay, that's what I was going to ask. So what yeah. kind of? Because a lot of times when you try something like this, you'll get some some pushback from some of the kids, from some of the parents. Um, your admin obviously is supportive of this model and this way of teaching and learning. Um, so have you, you've you seen growth. You've seen good response from, this, from the kids in the class.
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, that's my favorite part about it. And, and in talking, when you're starting something new in the classroom, it's important to tell the kids, like, it's okay. You learn something new every day, and sometimes you mess up. And so we're trying something new, and we're going to mess it up a lot
3: <laughs> love, it. love it yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> they get in the same mindset as us and so it's really nice to kind of bounce ideas off the kids as well mm. so a lot of the ideas that we're now currently working with came from the kids so oh. they structure they didn't like that it was fully self-paced they mm. wanted what they needed to be working on at what time they wanted more simplicity here and maybe a little more complexity here. And so it was, it was really nice to bounce those ideas off the kids. It's kind of like talking to your PLC, but with your classroom. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's great. Yeah, that is great. Yeah.
0: And, and just being open to that feedback back from students to say, we're trying something new. If this isn't working, let, let us know. You know, what is the structure that is going to work? Because it's pretty fluid at the moment. You know, I mean, I mean, it always is fluid, but um, I, I love that. So, What are some other things that kids are telling you? Why, why do they like Flip Classroom? Is it the video thing they like? Is it the uh, be able to rewatch videos? There's, there's a little bit, of, even within that, the self-pacedness, the one-on-one time with their teacher that's folks. I mean, what, what is it that you're hearing from kids that, that they're, they seem to be turned on, and especially if you're rolling this out school-wide?
1: So they like that they can access their teacher Mm 24-7. So it doesn't matter when or where they're at, they can find exactly the same thing they would have if I was up in front of the board. Um, The other thing is that they love that one-on-one time. So like I said, when I'm going through the Ed Puzzle, uh, for example, this circuit, I put in there one time, I said, Mm -hmm. "Um, do you have any questions? And some of them, most of them put, nope, nope, I'm good, thank (laughs) you. Uh, Very polite responses, which is pretty... Crazy, um, <laughs> but every once in a while, I would have two or three students in the class period that would be like, "No, I don't understand this this and this. Mm-hmm. and I would race over there and help them. Well, then the next one, I put three more of those responses in, and I got even more questions. Mm-hmm. And so they were starting to build upon it, and they were like, "This is what happens when we type something in that we actually need help with." So um, they they just they love that piece that they know that they helped build that. And so, and that's their request. They told me every time, Miss Newman, please, please, please put some of those questions in. So we, if we
3: cool.
1: more often, so it's, it's been, it's been great with them. So,
0: hmm. What are, what are some of the challenges? Like if, as you kind of, you know, you've been doing this about half a, half a year now, What would you say are some of the biggest challenges if somebody else is thinking about flipping their classroom or or being inspired by your story here, which is awesome. um, What are some of the the biggest challenges to kind of look for or that you've had to work through so far?
1: So it's definitely got to be that mindset Mm. because it will beat you down. I mean, when something doesn't work and you know, you have to do it, for example, the grading, like, you know, you've got a ton of grades to fit in. Um, I will up eight grades. I think per circuit, I think nine. That I just added one more um, for this new new way of doing it, and it is it was brutal. It was brutal at first, and so when you're going through this, you have to keep that head of I know it's not supposed to work because it's not going to work until it's perfect, and it's never really going to be perfect. So I'm just yeah. got to keep going and pushing through those, and and really having that good backup uh, has been a huge help with with those challenges um, of, of hearing from it, because when you've got multiple people doing it, you hear different challenges and different solutions, and so you can find which one it is that actually helps you the best. So definitely that sense of community to help out with that mindset, because it's it's easy to quit something when it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's always knowing that you know you. Uh, I love what they say at our school. Um, you know. Uh, is it what's best for your kids? Mm -hmm. And so you know that this model is is what's best for our kids right now. And we're trying to push it out. And even though it may not work (laughs) very well half the time or it feels like it doesn't, Mm -hmm. it. so you have to just Mm -hmm. keep that in your head.
3: I love it.
2: Yeah. It sounds like you've got a really cool thing going. So I went to a conference a couple, two years ago, year and a half ago um, and sat in on a session about flip learning. John Bergman, who's a big flip learning guy, um, was leading the session. And I'd really liked, and it sounds like you've kind of you and you people, teachers in your school have kind of came to this conclusion. Like flipped learning is one of the, the vehicles to get to so much other things happen, so many other things happening in class, right? It's it's it allows you the time, it allows you the mindset, it allows the kids to take ownership of their learning. Um, I don't know if you are doing any sort of um, project based learning, but I know when I was kind of jumping into a little bit of the flip type class, I did a little flip, little blended, did a little blended, a little project based learning, but it was kind of the vehicle that allowed me that time to mm-hmm. meet with the kids and for them to do the work during, during class. We're not wasting, quote unquote, wasting right. 40 minutes of a 50 minute class through trying to teach the, the information. Right So they can actually do the work in class and you can be there to support them so that, i I love it. I love that that model. Mm.
0: I think too, you have to you know whenever you try something new like this and and one of the things I think that some teachers get you know hung up on is. If you, especially if you've been teaching for a couple of years, you have your pacing down. And so you have to rethink the way you use 45 minutes. Like even you were saying, you know, you used to almost direct instruction for about 20 minutes. Well, now it's only 12 minutes and direct instruction might have been the first thing that happened in the class. And so now it sounds like it's more of the middle thing that happens in the class. And so you really have to break down, you know, when you have you have to relook at the entire 45 minutes. And and that becomes really hard because we get, we know how to do it the other way. And we know the other way we think, or we know, or we kind of hope it does works. And so I think that becomes a big part of it. If if you can, you almost have to back out and say, I've just got 45 minutes. And what could that 45 minutes look like? And I think that's, it's very much human nature. I was just, it just, makes me think of, you have to take that step back and be willing to look differently. So my wife is, um, my wife, uh, is helping our electrician, a good friend of ours, who's, who's also an electrician that we use, his house caught on fire and, and burnt the inside of the house. So he's rebuilding the house. So we went up there the other day so my wife could help him design it. And it's literally four exterior walls of the house. And he's walking her through the house and he's like, well, this is where the bedroom goes. And this is where the kitchen goes. And he couldn't see that he has nothing. There's, there's the no kitchen.
2: To, yeah. There's,
3: yeah. It,
0: there's just, there's a framework. You're 45 minutes. It's just a framework. Yeah. But he couldn't see that the kitchen could actually be in the opposite corner because that way made more sense because yeah. that's where the bathroom was. Yeah. And, he, and it was really fascinating to watch my wife being a psychologist school counselor, take came through (laughs) this process, that all of a sudden he's like, I never saw that before. And you could see the spark. Yeah, cool. But but I think such human nature is, well, I've always lectured for 30 minutes and I've always had the beginning of class and kids have always had 15 minutes to work on their their Mm. problems. But when you take that step back and say, okay, but it's just 45 minutes. How can I best use this time and structure this differently so I get someone on one time with kids? Know that I can, I can actually lecture in 12 minutes because I can do it faster, and every kid is watching it at their own pace, their own time. It's actually more individualized for them. I'm, the, kid, the kid that knows it already is flying through the video. The kid that needs extra help is getting the extra support, and it's the same 12 minutes. It's just <laughs> mind blowing when you think yeah. of it that way, right? It's pretty cool. Yeah. But I think that's something that the human, we, we, and to your point, you know that's, that's one of those structure things you kind of have to get over.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's all that mindset. And and yeah. once you pass that and understand that, you know, it's okay, it's, you know, try it out. And I think that it really benefits you in the long run because you're like, oh my gosh, we accomplished so much in such little time and it didn't even mm-hmm. feel so. Um, I think that that's, that's been the really one of the best parts mm-hmm. about it. And um, especially with right now, um, I feel like I want to say that I feel like it's just us and you always do. But like retention rate with our kiddos is, is so low, so low. And um, we want to make sure that we're constantly feeding them that, that information and re-going. And now I'm able to, I don't feel like it's a bad thing to go back and review something we did 12 weeks ago without just doing it in a warm up with one question right. you No know, on many lessons when that's what they do during intervention. So if they don't need that intervention, they're going back through and filtering. That information again and so um it's so nice to see that they are you know retaining a little more than what mm. maybe you're used to seeing
0: are, do, are you guys do you feel like you're moving faster or are you about the same on like scope and sequence because i know especially in math teachers they're just like well we there's no way we're going to cover it all right do you feel like you're catching that up a, and fair enough you're not going to there's 180 standards in 180 days or whatever it is <laughs> Something <stupid though>. um <laughs> But do you uh, feel like it? Are you feel like you're ahead or behind of last year when you weren't flipped, or kind of pretty much the same?
1: Well, so that was just one of my big dilemmas today. Is like, are we gonna make it? Like, is this <laughs> is my model going to work? Like, is is did I mess this up and we not need it all? Um, I was having a panic attack today <laughs> <laughs> over just exactly this. But um, <laughs> it's just funny that you say that. I actually I feel like we're moving faster most of the time, Um, but then you know in the retrospect of it, I do feel that we are spending the same amount of time because some stuff we spend less time on and some time we spend more time on. And um, right now we use two days per little lesson. Mm -hmm. um, It's just even like you said, 180 different standards for 180 days. But um, the thing is. I, I felt like we were moving a lot faster, so I feel like when we get this under our tail like under under the wraps and get used to it, we'll be able to move much much faster, mm.
2: well, and I think there's something to that also, Taylor, if you think about the fact that and I know this is this might upset some teachers out there and feel free to light me up on our flipgrid response if you want to send the flipgrid response in. Good little plug there right, Jeff yeah I love um it. but uh. <laughs> There's something to be said for the fact that, and I talk with teachers about this a lot, there's importance in going deeper and covering less stuff, but going deeper into it for the the students to gain deeper knowledge into what power standards, if you want to call them that, versus trying to cover just really quickly everything throughout Mm. the whole school year, because they just don't get the depth of the knowledge that we really want. So, and I think with flip class and blended class and that sort of structure that you're using, a lot of times it allows that the students to go deeper into the learning. um even if you're even if the pace is slower or faster, whatever the case is, I think just because they have the opportunity to do that more personalized and individualized and you have a chance to work with them in individually in small groups, it allows them to go deeper into learning, which I think is crazy important, and mm. I think that's something that when to your point, Jeff. If we think about how we can restructure our time, because time is set, we have this much time every day or every week or every month, whatever the case is, if we can think about how we can restructure our time so that kids can go deeper into the learning, I think that's something really important that as educators, we need to really think about.
0: Yeah, And I think that idea that you guys have connected in that spiral, like you said, you're constantly spiraling this information, which, you know, math is... Spirals, anyways. Like you need those basic concepts to build on top of those concepts. So to even even in every two day cycle, you are spiraling in this ability to keep that information fresh. Yeah. I think has just got to uh, that. It, to me, that is just activating the brain in a different way that we know is we know is good. You know, yeah.
1: And it feels like when we were first starting this, you're just like, whoa oh why wouldn't I do it that way and it yeah. just it hurts your heart because you're just like well I felt like I'm just being I've given the disadvantage to my kids for so long and I we should have been doing that
0: yeah have you have you gotten an apologized to the ninth graders say, sorry we did we did it wrong last year I apologize
1: I know they're already coming back going why do they have a better time in class why no. is math like more fun what's going on like what- yeah, yeah. So and it's kind of funny because I got married in the summer. So they're just like you became a different person. <laughs> <You know>?
0: <laughs> <laughs> like just everything's different. <laughs> <Yeah>. new
1: <Everything's different. laughs> uh, new yeah.
0: so,
1: yeah. It's
0: well, been. I, I like. I like also, and maybe you can touch on this. Just kind of some of these struggles there, or things that you. You thought about because one of the things that i get and i work with a lot of rural school districts here in the state of washington is you know they'll be like yeah but i've got two kids that don't have internet at home you know and that ability that you have flipped this classroom but there's it doesn't sound like there's a lot of homework side like you've been able to i guess chris you call it blended flipped. blended flip yeah yeah flip yeah. So, yeah. yeah flip lights because because there isn't that homework piece which I think is amazing because we're getting away from homework anyway. Um, it's kind of the trend that's going on anyway. Uh, but can you kind of talk about that? Like just working through those because yeah, your traditional flip was the kids are supposed to be watching that video at home and you get all 45 minutes in class. And what was kind of that struggle or what were you guys thinking and how did you kind of come up with, figuring out that, okay, we're going to have to bring this into our, our classroom.
1: So we, we tried several times where the kids would come to school and um, not complete their assignment with what they were supposed to have. And so we kind of resurfaced and we are like, okay, well, not everybody has Wi-Fi at home. Um, and then our wonderful technology special uh, specialists were like, we'll get some hotspots for our kids. So we had them fill out forms and um, those were distributed. And so we were really thankful for that. But then we started to see that if we did more of the whole – flipping in the classroom, it was a lot even easier for our kids. And we don't have to stay at home. We don't have to worry about other things that are going on at home. Or, um, it is a smaller district than most. So our kids are very involved in different after-school activities. So there's not much time for um, eight classes of homework. So we wanted to make sure that we were kind of accommodating to that. And when we noticed that it worked super well, straight in the classroom then why not why mm. not and like i said we started with that self-paced model so if you didn't if you're behind if you needed to catch up you could do it at home and so now my kids have a kind of it's more structured with more time management and i tell them we're all working on time management even yeah. i am mm-hmm. and um sometimes we have to take it home and do it at home and so I said, sometimes I'll have to take your stuff home and grade it, and sometimes you're gonna have to take this home and finish it. So we, we kind of work with that together. Luckily we use Chromebooks, and so they can download a lot of their stuff onto their Chromebook before they leave school. And so we can great. battle that, um, no Wi-Fi at home. If mm. that's still even though they should all have uh, hotspots by now. Yeah, right.
0: and so do you actually assign homework, or is it just, hey, if you didn't get your work finished, you're in eighth grade, it's time management, you you know, now you got to find time on your time to do it because it didn't get done in class today.
1: Absolutely. So, you know, you, you didn't get it finished with my time and that's partly why we do, um, intervention during that spiral and, Mm. uh, menu board option time. So that's why I have two. the, we did the two day lessons so that we're not taking time out of the, um, what we call mandatories, which is the actual lesson, the first time they're hearing it. So that way they can go through and hear it again. Um, that way we're, we're, we're taking time from something they've already heard mm. and using that time as intervention. Because we were getting to during self paced where the kids, we were pulling them for intervention and we we're pulling and they weren't finishing their lessons, it's like their mandatory step. And so we had to stop and redesign that over Christmas break. And like, how can we make this a little more efficient? how can we pull them but not have to take away from their original time of their lessons? And we kind of help with, um, procrastination a lot.
3: Mm.
1: It's really, it's really helped out with the time management part. Yeah. A lot.
0: I love that. I, and I love just even recognizing that kids are busy today. I mean, this is the whole keynote that I give is mm-hmm. talking about just how struck, how busy kids are today, B- more busy than any generation before. Like they have got after school sports and they're involved in everything and their lives are so structured to your point. and then to try to fit in eight periods of homework, just they literally don't have the time that we had when we were in seventh and eighth grade and and junior high as well. So I love that, that you guys were able to take that step back and say, well, this is working so well. They're in class. We're giving them time to do it. How do we need to restructure our time to make sure that they can get their work done? And if they can't, well, then there still is the opportunity that you, you're, you're a kid or you're eighth, eighth grade, There's some you know ownership here. You've got to get this done on your time now because you didn't get it done on our time, for whatever reason—the procrastination, screwing around in class. You decided to, you know, play centipedes rather than watch the video. (laughs) That's on you. You now you got to go home and watch the video, right? So I like that. I like that just that teaching that time management and giving that ownership
1: within that program. That's that's very cool. Well, and talking to them, we we described it as you know, well, we've got to work on ours. This is something new for us. You work on yours. And so this was the best way. So when you're doing this, I'm grading your skill checks. So I'm letting you know that if you're working on your spiral review, I am over here working on making sure those grade, those skill checks are graded so that when it's time for us to start pulling for intervention, we have the data that we need to pull. Mm, yeah. And so we really want to put the data back into our students' hands. Um, that's something we're working on right now. And, uh, I'd love to see how this all works next year when the kids are even more data driven. Yeah. Board. That's
3: cool.
2: That's yeah, really cool.
0: When you do yep. interventions, is it usually one-on-one or do you, do you also maybe pull small groups? Like if both Chris and I are, you can see like we're lining up, like we're both missing times two tables or whatever. You can just say, okay, we can do a small intervention group with, with the kids that need it.
1: So I've actually got inclusion classes, classes this year. Mm, okay. so in the room for half of my class periods, and um, so I can I don't do more than about three students. Mm. So it's usually about three, and so if we don't master our objective, then we are going to be pulled to figure out what was going on. And sometimes the kids come up to you and they go, "I know exactly what I did wrong. I did this, this, and this. And, and you go, oh, well you're you're okay then. <laughs> you yeah. understand." I, I'm showing you exactly where I messed up, and you're just like that's everything I wanted. I wanted you to exactly. figure it out. So you 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 know where you messed up. But let's figure out how we can fix it. And if you can tell me, then we're we're great. So we don't really ever have more than three usually, mm, cool. and that's helped out. It's it's wonderful. It's so wonderful.
2: Wow. Yeah, there there's just so many cool things about this structure and what you guys are doing from the taking the, the time back to helping the kids take ownership of their learning to um, them be involved in this building, the structure and saying that we really like this. We don't really like this. This works well. Um, it's just, there's, there's so many cool things that, that this allows you guys to do and you guys are taking advantage. It's just a super cool, super cool conversation to listen to this.
3: Yeah, well, Yeah.
2: And
1: what's no. great. Is it's throughout the school so it yeah I, I couldn't be here today to talk to you about it if it wasn't for our administration and our mm-hmm. other teachers I mean it is a full-on a big family effort cool. straight from all of us
2: cool well and that takes a lot of and that that's huge because that takes a big commitment from teachers that have probably been doing the same thing for a long time and been fairly successful with it to have that growth mindset and to put themselves out there in front of the kids and the kids they love that they, they thrive on that they're like oh my teacher's trying something new and they're being open and honest and transparent about the learning and that's such a powerful thing for for students as they move through school and then into the workforce into education that sort of thing so it's great. that's great Yeah, cool.
3: so cool well
1: favorite favorite part you know
3: we tell them exactly what's going on everything so very cool well
0: thank you so much for taking time to chat with us today this is fantastic i was just looking at the clock i'm like oh my gosh we've been talking for almost 45 (laughs) minutes maybe the longest podcast ever Um, (laughs) no really appreciate it i mean we could just i just want to dissect this thing so it's so so cool um I know that you're, you're on the Twitter network. If people wanted to reach out to you and learn more uh, and maybe talk through some things, what is your Twitter handle so people could do that?
1: It is at Mrs. and MRS underscore Newman 19. Newman 19. Absolutely. That's
0: awesome. very
1: true. Newman.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, any other places they can find you? Do you have a YouTube channel with your videos so people can see kind of what your videos are? Are they all internal and.
1: I've s- attempted to put a few on YouTube. I okay. just have connection issues, but, um, they, I have them on Edpuzzle and I think they're actually set to share. So. Oh,
3: perfect. Cool.
1: Look, I don't know if you can look up author of videos or not,
3: but
1: here's throughout our school wide, if you're set on a certain school, and then I can mm-hmm. pull videos from somebody
2: else. So, I mean, if you could look that up, it might it might be there. Yeah, I like that. Very cool.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you so much. And we'll make sure that all of that is in the show notes so people can reach out to you if they have opportunities. Um, is, are there any other, are there any programs that you feel, so the two programs that we'll make sure are also in the show notes that we've kind of talked in depth today about is Edpuzzle and screen, Screencast-o-matic on your iPad. Anything else that you feel like is really useful or, or kind of helps with your system as it's running now?
1: I mean, we use Google Classroom, Quizzes. Um, we, we There's so many different technologies that we actually yeah. use a, a circuit. Um, and that has been just a whirlwind to, to actually go through. Um, there... I'm trying to think Nearpod is something that we're trying to dig into. Um, I'd love to see this kind of be housed in, in Nearpod in the mm. near future for that more of that self-paced place. Um, it's just something where we're working with right now. Cool. So.
0: Very cool. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we'll make sure that that all gets in the notes as well. Chris, your Twitter yep. handle. People want to reach out to you for more information.
2: Yep. Uh, tech teach travel at tech, tech, tech teach travel. Um, and actually so those of you that are listening right now so this is actually how Taylor and I connected this is since since I've been on this is the first time that it hasn't been a teacher or educator that either Jeff or I had some sort of connection prior to Um, she just reached out and said hey I'd love to be on your podcast a guest and so we got a time set up and it's been awesome so if you're a listener and you want to be on the pod give me a shout out let's let's get this thing set up we'd love to have, have you on absolutely
0: tech teach travel on the
2: twitter and everywhere
0: else you can find everywhere else yeah chris butler the tech coach (laughs) well taylor thank you so much uh we'll let you go i know it's a little you're a little bit ahead of us time wise uh so it's probably dinner time for you we're getting ready here as well so thank you again really appreciate you having on and thank you for sharing Your story, and to to Chris's point, everybody has uh, everybody's doing amazing stuff in their classroom, and I just love when we get to share that out, and and we all get to learn from each other. So, really appreciate you taking time to share your story with us today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Like like, so it's an honor.
2: Awesome, thanks, Taylor. (laughs)